everyone, and welcome to the Girls with Vision podcast. Today, I will be interviewing Kira Hungerford, who is a food blogger and mental health advocate. Welcome, Kira. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, definitely. Um, my name is Kira Hungerford. I grew up in Iowa, and for the past four years, I've been living in St. Louis. I am a college athlete, so I played basketball at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. I recently just graduated, and now I'm kind of in between finishing up prerequisites to apply to a master's program in dietetics um, because my undergrad was in exercise science. I um, struggled with an eating disorder in high school, which I got recovery um, treatment in college, which I'm very thankful for my coaches and my teammates for supporting me through that. And because of that, it kind of pushed me in the direction of wanting to become a sports RD and help other athletes. And just like everyone in general, know that, you know, like your mental health matters and what you're going through, like you're not alone. There's so many others who have gone through and have seen the light at the end of the tunnel. So can you tell me a little bit about when you started playing basketball? Like, has it been something that you've done your whole life? Um, and how would you say that it has shaped the person that you are today? Yeah, I have started playing basketball, I think, like, ever since I was a baby. Um, my dad is really big on basketball. He has his own business. So it was kind of, like, in the blood at that point. I also played soccer um, for the majority of my life life. I did other sports here and there, but basketball was definitely my love. And I feel like it shaped me a lot into like the person that I am, um, just like with meeting different coaches, like they each have had an impact on me, like either positively or negatively. And I think a lot of like my dedication, my work ethic, I think all of those kind of like come from sport. I also think like selflessness too, just because like if you're on a team sport, you know, like you have to sacrifice a lot, um, whether that's your time, sometimes even your like own health, which isn't always great, but like when it comes to like the team, you're willing to do anything for them. So for your experience, like your experience had, it looks like it's been pretty positive, which is great, I think. Um, what would you say are the best parts of being an athlete, especially a college, like, you know, a serious athlete? And what are the not so good parts? And how did you try to combat those not so good parts? Because I know there's going to be good parts to everything and then some not so good parts. So the best parts are are that you have a built-in family right when you get on campus. Like I tried to, to imagine what it would be like um, starting out as a freshman and not really having like a club or a team to like kind of join. And I like, it was so hard for me to like wrap my mind around it. I was like, I could never, like, I was so thankful that like I kind of came into college with a support system right there. Um, you know, like the coaches, were super supportive and helpful with like getting us to like figure out our schedule in classes and you have older teammates that you know like your teammates are your family and they become some of the best friends I think another positive thing is that you get your college paid for you get your housing paid for that's all stuff now I'm struggling with because I didn't have to do that before so it's kind of like a wake-up call um Another positive is 
that you get free gear. You get like a lot of free t-shirts to wear and that type of stuff. Um, and it also like, it connects you to other sports. Like on my campus, you know, there's like only 13 sports, um, which is, I guess like pretty basic at a D2 school, I want to say, but I'm really close friends with a lot of other athletes on campus, which was really cool. It definitely helps you like reach more like connections. And you can always see like when you walk into a class, like, oh, that person's an athlete. Like we could like help each other out or whatever. Um, as for the not so great parts, it would definitely be like, I mean, for most athletes, you know, that sport is their full-time job and it makes no exception once you get into college. Like you have film sessions, you have weight room, then you have um, like pre-season pre workouts, like that's starting up for a lot of athletes right now. So you're going to be in the weight room. You're going to be on the track, getting your cardio in. You're also going to be on the floor too. So like there was a lot of workouts throughout the day um, that we would have to go to as athletes on top of like team meals, even um, like film rooms. So you have to juggle all of that with your classes, which is really hard. You figure out how to do it, but it's definitely a learning experience. Um, there's a learning curve that comes with it. Um, I would also say the not so great parts is probably the mental health aspect of it. Um, you know, like when you come on campus as a freshman, like the coaches like kind of act like your mom, you know, like, you're like, great, like they're so nice. And then when you get into practice, they're like screaming at you and you're like, wow, this was not what you were talking about when I first came on. And I mean, I've had my fair share of like different coaching styles. Um, but particularly in my case, I went to a college where like my coaches have like improved a lot over the years, like with, I guess, like having someone like me struggling with their mental health and kind of seeing how they kind of like change their attitude around it. Um, so they have gotten better. They have been more supportive in that fact, but definitely when I started out, it was like, bad cop, bad cop. And, you know, like a lot of me and my teammates, like we'd be like, they're just not supportive whatsoever. Like all they do is just like put us down. Like, and most coaches, like the best coaches that I've had, like, you know, they get on you, they correct, they like point out your mistakes, but then they also build you back up or like help you know that like you're still learning that type of stuff. And so that was really hard. And me and not being in the right headspace, they were expecting me to kind of like pick myself back up. And it's like, I literally cannot do that when you're just like pounding me with all of this. Like it gets so heavy to like be carrying all of that negativity. And like, you know, you really uh, like myself, I would really get in my head a lot and I would just replay mistake after mistake and just like, sink even deeper in that whole like oh my god like I'm not good enough this was a mistake like maybe I just like happened to peak when they saw me play like I don't really belong at this level and so like there was a lot of self-doubt with that um but I am very grateful that you know like I did 
get help. And my coaches did get better along the way with kind of how they handle stuff like that. Yeah, so um, like you said, there's a lot of positive and negative sides, but about the negative side, the mental health part of it, how did you combat the mental health stress, stresses and pressures? And how would you recommend for other, you know, athletes or people like that who are facing a lot of pressure? How would you recommend for them to, you know, lessen all that stress and mental health problems in their head? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would recommend therapy. Like that was literally the best thing I could have ever done. And it's helped me so much. Like I didn't, I wish I almost like sought it sooner because just like the immense, like, growth that I saw in my mental side of the game was really kind of like tremendous in like going comparing myself from my freshman year to my senior year and you know like having someone to talk to like I would talk to my teammates about it but like we're both going through the same thing and like we know just as much as the other person and so like neither of us are really kind of like qualified in that field so I definitely recommend finding someone that can really help you. I know that some colleges have sports psych, which is an amazing thing. I think it should be at all levels, but I think that is like, I wish I had that, but I think it's so beneficial to find someone to talk to and yeah, like find different ways with them, like how you can de-stress and kind of work through anxiety like that. So if, if we can bridge a little bit onto the eating disorder part of it. So how did your eating disorder come about? Was it also because of your sports journey? Or can you tell me a little bit about that? And why are you so passionate about advocating for, you know, body positivity, anti-diet culture, all that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I started developing an eating disorder when I was a junior in high school. And a lot of that had to do with like a big shift. I transferred high schools um, willingly, like this was, it was my choice to have like a better, I guess like athletic and academic opportunity. Um, but that change really kind of messed with me. And with all that like change is something new. I needed something to control and it was almost like about time as well. Um, I'm someone who's like struggled with anxiety my entire life. I just didn't know. I didn't know. I thought everyone else like thought the same way I did or worried the same way I did. And I have had issues with my body, like growing up, like being maybe like self-conscious that I wasn't as developed as other girls or like being late to develop. And it wasn't until like my junior year where I started developing and becoming more of a woman, I guess. And that also kind of played a factor and I just needed something to control. And that sense of control just like followed me even more so like then throughout college, like in another new space, not really sure about it. And um, also kind of like striving for that perfect body that doesn't exist but the control part is a big factor definitely and uh, to answer the other question I'm I believe in like being an advocate one because I don't hear it talked about enough especially in college sports like where 
almost like conditioned not to complain unless there's like something's broken or there's blood you know like kind of just like keep pushing through like you're fine keep going because you know like mental health like that's something you can't see on the outside and especially with eating disorders eating disorders don't have one look so what people may have saw I'm like oh Kira is super healthy I was the opposite of healthy like I was the unhealthiest I've ever been in that moment um, and so it's like a invisible injury sort of thing so it's it's very important to me to kind of like tell my story and to help others through um, the whole like diet culture and the stigma around mental health and eating disorders in sport. So what do you think are some of the common myths about mental health and eating disorders? And how does your Instagram page and your, you know, social media influence try to combat those, you know, myths about mental health? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of the biggest myths about mental health is that if you struggle mentally, you're weak, which is so false. Like, in fact, like you're so strong for going all this time, carrying this weight that like asking for help is one of the bravest things and strongest things that you can do. Like it takes so much to admit that you need help. And that's something that's so like, I guess like stigmatized, like you shouldn't ask for help. You should just like keep pushing through and keep doing what you're doing on your own. But in reality, like that's not the case. You shouldn't do that. Like you should, and also like, sorry, like backtracking. Um, I was very scared to ask for help, but after I did and I got it, it was honestly kind of like empowering knowing that I'm not in this alone. Like when before, when I wasn't asking for help, I just felt so isolated and I felt as though like there's like no one I can turn to. And yeah, asking for help is such a brave move that you can do for yourself. And in terms of like stigma and eating disorders, I think oftentimes there's that stigma that it only affects thin white women, which I'm a white woman, so I'm part of that stigma, but it affects so many other people and athletes across the board. It affects different types of genders, different types of races, ethnicities, and that is like the biggest stigma in eating disorders. So I think it's really important um, with having my account that I'm also sharing other people's stories that don't look like me that are maybe from like different countries, different areas. Like, I think it's really important to have their stories be heard because we often only see in the media, like, oh, thin white women have an eating disorder. And so that's very confusing for someone who's not. And they're like, well, I, I don't look like that. So I must not have one. Or I, they almost like feel as though they, they shouldn't have one, which um, is so untrue. Like it can affect anyone, like it knows no boundaries. And then as far as like mental health, I think it's also really important for me to talk about that on my platform, just to kind of like have people see that you can still be a great athlete and struggle with your mental health because that was something I had no idea that like you could 
there like that was a thing I guess like um a big inspiration of mine was one of my coaches she like trained me ever since I was in fifth grade and just like the past three years I want to say like she came out and said that like she's been struggling with bipolar disorder and anxiety and now she's a mental health advocate and I just look up to her so much and I have since I was younger like she's a motivational speaker and she talks so much about like confidence and so like she's definitely someone that I look up to but when I was growing up like I guess talking about mental health in sports was kind of like unheard of so I think it's really important to kind of advocate for myself and others who may not be ready to share their stories yet. Yeah, I think your experience with that is really cool. Um, like really inspiring, really, uh, you know, motivating for someone that's going through the same thing. Um, do you think in your opinion that because of the media and because of, you know, the new newfound social media um, internet, do you think there's a specific like definition of perfection that most people like want to achieve? And if so, how do you think that perfection came about? And yeah, what advice would you give to someone trying to fight that? Yeah, that is such a big question in a nutshell because um, I guess like one thing that I've been seeing most recently is like that girl trend, you know what I'm talking about? Where like they wake up at 5 a.m., they drink a green smoothie, that type of stuff. Um, I think, you know, there are parts of that lifestyle that, you know, are like great, like great. You're like getting movement in your body, but to achieve something that's like, so, I don't know, I guess I look at, at it like kind of as a trend, like no one's life is really that perfect on the outside. And like, you could take a picture of all this like aesthetically pleasing food or workout, da da da. But at the end of the day, like it's almost like a dream world. And to kind of like wrap around to that girl trend, I feel like personally, it's kind of one of those things where it's a, like a one size fits all. Like to be that girl, you need to wake up at this time. You need to drink this. You need to eat only this. And I think that's where the trend kind of, I guess it kind of hurts it a bit because it has good and like it has positive and negatives to like maybe motivate people to get up earlier, get their body moving. But at the same time, as someone like who, like myself is a perfectionist, like I would try to like follow that lifestyle to a T until like it almost like broke me because you can't really like follow something that like perfect when it's not, it's a trend. Yeah, so talking a little bit about that girl trend, I think that's definitely uh, very popular in like main, mainstream social media, YouTube, Pinterest, I've seen it everywhere. So what impact do you think that's had on you as a, like just you as a person? Because I know it can be taken in one of two ways. It can be very toxic because sometimes like obviously not everyone can 
like wake up super early, exercise every day, like every day of their life. But on the other hand, like you said, it can be very motivating. So for you, what kind of impact do you think social media and that girl trend has had on you? Yeah, I would say it's kind of had both um, in like the negative side of it. It's kind of got me almost like stressed about having the most aesthetic feed, aesthetic pictures and kind of only focusing on like painting like a pretty picture for everyone. And then I kind of like think to myself, like as much as I, I would love to have like a very aesthetic pleasing life and pictures like that's not me like I want to be real with my followers and kind of I, I guess like be more, more real than just like having a pretty feed um which I love that don't get me wrong but I also want to like show my life for what it really is not kind of like a blueprint that some trend created and then on the positive side when I do see stuff like that on like Pinterest or I guess that's the biggest part um, or the biggest social media platform that I see like that girl inspo on is Pinterest. I guess it kind of, you know, like gives me inspo for like different workout sets. Um, I love matching sets. So I'm like, oh, that one's really cute. Or I guess like new smoothie recipes, but um, I wouldn't really say that it's the most inspiring for me just because I feel more of that like negative side of like the pressure to look like your life is perfect. So I've seen your um, Instagram, like your food uh, blogging um, Instagram page. So with such a large audience, like why did you decide to start that kind of, you know, food, mental health, health, like, you know, nourishing yourself? Why did you kind of start that was it because of your eating disorder um in college or in high school or why did you start it because I don't think we've talked about that as much yet today yeah so when I was in high school I actually not many people know this but I had like a little food account with like two of my best friends and like we only had like a few people from our high school following us we just like take pictures of our food so it kind of started there I the want to take pictures of food and sometimes with my account now I almost feel like I'm all over the place but it's kind of like all me in one blog so like I touch on nutrition which is what I want to become a registered dietitian so I incorporate science-based nutrition I incorporate easy and healthy recipes that I like genuinely enjoy so I want like others as well and then with also being a mental health advocate I kind of like pair it together I'm still trying to figure out if it like actually goes together but I'm just gonna roll with it for now but yeah I kind of just fit all that I'm passionate about in one blog. I think that's really cool I really love your um food 
like inspiration. So how did you start like learning about, you know, health and that kind of like, I think your food's great because while it's very aesthetic and pretty, it's definitely very nourishing. And it's not just like stuff that you make because you want it to look nice. I think it's nice that you actually enjoy it and you're not doing it just because it's trendy. So how did you start getting into like, you know, those kind of recipes and, you know, that kind of thing? Because I think you said in high school, you weren't, it was, you weren't really that kind of healthy person. So how did you make that change? Yeah. So I guess, um, sorry, my dad's texting me. Um, yeah, I guess with my undergrad and my want to go into dietetics, I kind of learned a lot in like, how to build a balanced plate and especially like when I was in my eating disorder bless you (laughs) um I didn't know actually how to nourish myself and I was purposely not so I was cutting out a lot of different food groups and with learning all this stuff in dietetics I realized I was like I know this is very that was very unhealthy of me to do so it's really important for me to show my followers like what a balanced plate would look like and kind of almost I want to make them feel good about eating things like carbs that are like so demonized by diet culture or other things like I enjoy fried chicken every now and then like especially a Chick-fil-a sandwich oh yes but I don't want to get like caught up with only posting you know like smoothies and salads which are often what you see on social media when it comes to like typical like health accounts so I definitely want to be like creative in the aspect of making food that makes me feel good that nourishes me and is delicious at the same time And any tips for anyone struggling with mental health disorders or trying to develop a healthy, nourishing lifestyle um, like you were a few years ago? My biggest tip to you is don't be afraid to ask for help. I, I wish I would have asked for it sooner. And just know that you're not alone in this journey. There are so many others who have gone through the same thing and they have come out on the end as a better person and there's so much you gain in life once you get rid of your eating disorder once you get help for it like there's so many cases where like you can just go on like spontaneous meals with your friends now like that is such like a a fun and great thing that I didn't have like a few years ago so don't be afraid to ask for help and it does get better Thank you so much for joining me, Kira. Um, uh, Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and talk to all the listeners. Um, Any, any last, any, just any, like one word that you want to leave them with? I guess one more tip um, I would have for you is it's not just what your body consumes. It's also what your mind consumes. So as like I was talking about in a post a couple of days ago that, you know, so Social media can be very hurtful for your mental health, but there's also positives out of it. Like follow registered dietitians who actually know what they're talking about with like nourishing your body, follow body positive advocates. 
to make you feel more empowered in your own body and your own skin. Like just kind of changing around my following impacted my mental health in such a positive way. Um, and it really is kind of like who you follow. Yeah, I think that's really important about like cutting out the people that don't give a very good inspiration to yourself. Mm -hmm. But thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me.